Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. Welcome to episode 131 of Board Games FM. We've got a lot up coming up for you today, including a little recap over the weekend of the games that we played and things that got on our table. And I've got a first impression take of Space Base, the upcoming release from Alderac Entertainment Group, also known as AEG. And... We've got more stuff. We've got a call-in from last week that we're going to air and all kinds of fun stuff. So stay tuned, sit tight. Welcome to another day here on Board Games FM. As always, we are powered by TheologyofGames.com. Head over to TheologyofGames.com. You can click on our blog and read lots of cool written reviews. You can find two other podcasts that we do there as well by clicking on the podcast tab. Or you can contact us via email by clicking contact us. Or you can find us all over social media. But that's enough of that. Let's get into the show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Hey, everyone. It's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. I would love to tell you what I played this weekend, except I didn't play Jack Squat. Now, granted, it was kind of a busy weekend. Good Friday services, Easter services, just the Easter craziness. Saturday was sports games for the kids and stuff like that. But I did want to share this heartwarming story from my 10-year-old. His birthday was a couple of months ago. And he got a gift card to a local game shop. And we just hadn't had a chance to get up there yet to take him. And so we did on Saturday. And he's looking around and, you know, just wants to get everything. And he comes up to me and he says, Dad, I want to get an expansion for Eldritch Horror. And as I wiped the tears out of my eyes, it's such a beautiful gesture. I've never been so proud. It was great. He really did want to get one for Eldritch Horror, so we picked up Cities in Ruin. New investigators, new ancient one, new mechanisms. Can't wait to try it. I love that kid. Anyway, what did you play this weekend? I didn't get to play anything, but that was a great story for me. Share with us what you played, and let's talk this week about board games. Have a great one, everyone. Bye. All right, so here we go. This is my list of games that I played over the weekend, which is actually much different than I thought it would be, but I'm okay with it. It was all right. So yesterday, really didn't play much over the weekend until uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, Easter Sunday, over at my parents' house. uh, We actually played a game of Sushi Go Party, which is the newest uh, I guess iteration of Sushi Go, which is a very stripped down drafting card game where you're just trying to collect sets of cards for uh, different ways of scoring. They all score in different ways. So you're just going to go through and select a card, hand off your hand of cards to the next player, 
and when you get a new hand of cards, you select play a card, and so on and so forth. If you haven't played it, check it out. It's actually really fun. Sushi Go Party adds more card types that you can randomize, uh, and you so the variability is way way higher than the regular Sushi Go, and the replayability is much higher because of that. So we played that over the weekend, and then just this morning we played a game of Space Base. And also, we played a bunch of Dead Man's Draw from Mayday Games, which is a really fun little easy press-your-luck kind of game, and it was perfect for the morning. But I want to talk about Space Base, so what do you say? Why don't we go ahead and trigger a first impression take right now? Here it comes. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad continuing the conversation about what we played this past weekend. Well, one game I've been playing a lot is Thunderstone Quest. You hear about it all the time on Board Games FM. It's one of my absolute favorite deck builders of all time. It has quickly become that. There are so many things I love about it. Mechanically, it's fantastic. Thematically, it's fantastic. It's just, I love it. So uh, if you haven't checked out Thunderstone Quest yet, you need to do it because it's a really, really solid game. My favorite deck builder. We've talked about it on the Theology of Games podcast and here on Board Games FM. So if you want to hear how it plays, you can do some research and just check out some of our uh, more uh, substantial reviews on Thunderstone Quest. I also got a chance to play a game called Pandemic the Cure uh, with my father-in-law and brother-in-law. And Pandemic the Cure is much like uh, Pandemic the regular base game, only it's the dice version. It plays a lot quicker and it's almost all luck based. The dices are the diseases. There's yellow, black, red, and blue. And you're trying to eradicate these diseases, but you also have your own dice that allow you to do certain actions on your turn. Move to a location, put a disease in the research center, or even take and try and uh, take a sample so that you can cure it. If you use your dice to take a sample, you'll take whatever color you want to take a sample of and you'll put it under that dice and you won't be able to roll that dice on future turns until you cure that disease. So you need at least three dice of a certain color to begin to try and cure a disease. You have to roll a 13 with those three dice. And if you roll a 13, you've cured that disease, a 13 or greater. You can take more than three dice. You can take four or five to increase the chances of curing a disease, but it means you have less dice to work with on your turn. The game is completely luck-based. There are a few cards that will allow you to mitigate things, such as your roll cards and cards that you can purchase that help you do things to uh, mitigate some of the diseases coming out and things like that. But other than that, it's all luck-based, and if you lose the game, uh, you don't feel too bad because you only invested 15 minutes into it. It's not like a two-hour game where there's so much luck involved that you get to the end of that two-hour mark and you think, wow, we just wasted our time and had no control over the game. Yeah, you don't have much control over this game, but at least it ends pretty quickly. I had a lot of fun with Pandemic the Cure. The last game we played was called Ethnos, which we've talked about a lot now on Theology of Games uh, podcast and Board Games FM. This game is a rummy-style game where you're collecting sets of different races, and as you collect those sets, you get to place a token of your color down in a territory. Uh, If you have the most tokens down in a territory at the end of the round, you score a certain amount of victory points. There's three rounds in the game. You score victory points for owning territories and owning... uh, large sets. So it's a really fun game, but that's Ethnos in a nutshell. I've been liking this game more and more every time I play it. I didn't like it at first due to probably some circumstances, or maybe I'm just not that good at it. I'm not sure. Probably one of the two. But um, I'm liking it more and more. So 
check out Ethnos as well. It's a really, really good game by Simon. So that's it for now. We want to hear what you played over the weekend. In the meantime, check you later. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games FM gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our table. Okay, here it is. This is my first impression of Space Base from Alderac Entertainment Group. Now, I did a rule book impression last week after I got the copy of the game in the mail, but I was able to get it on the table today, played it four player, myself, my two boys, and my mother came over to spend time with uh, the grandkids today. So she sat down and played it with us, and she's always a wild card because of the way she plays games, but we'll talk about that on another segment for another time. Anyway, so here's how the game plays in a nutshell. Everybody has a player board with sectors 1 through 12 on it. These also have score tracks on the bottom. There's your victory point score, your income score or track, and your money track. Okay, so everybody has a starting set of 12 cards that go in their 12 sectors on their board. And you will also set up three different levels of cards and I think they call it uh, the Space Fleet or whatever. There's level one, two, and three cards. There are six cards each of that are dealt out from those stacks, plus 12 colony cards and two six-sided dice. On a player's turn, they're going to roll the dice. Now, you have a choice to make. You can use each die's number individually, so one through six. You can use either one of those twice, whatever it comes up, or you can combine them to use the total number, which, uh, and then you go and you, on your cards that are on your board, you select the rewards that you get, which are money or victory points or raising your income. We'll talk about what that means in a minute. Then every other player has a chance to do the same, except you can only get rewards for ships that you have deployed that are no longer in your base on other players' turns. So this is a little tricky thing that happens here. After you've collected your rewards, the active player can buy a card. They can buy another ship to put into their uh, into their space base. Now, those cards that they buy have a number on them. What do you do? You take the card that is in that number. So say you bought a ship that had a seven on it. You put it on your board on the seven and the card that was there then turns upside down and gets tucked into the board, leaving a little red number showing, which means it's deployed, and that's what you can gain on other players' turns. So you only get those when, as you sort of build up these numbers. The cool thing is, is those stacks. So if you buy like four cards for number seven, then those three extra ones, or those four extra ones are going to get tucked under there, and you get all those rewards. So if somebody else rolls a seven, boom, you're going to bank big time right there. You keep doing that. Um, when you buy a card, you spend all your money, but at the end of your turn, your money resets to whatever level your income is at. So as that income tracker rises up, you, you, get, you start with more and more money as you're earning money on other players' turns and then money on your turn. So you can buy more and more expensive cards 
without actually having to roll money because you can start turning those cards. Uh, you're going to start wanting to build your engine from money making to point making as soon as you possibly can. So first player to hit 40 points wins the game. It kind of signals end round and then whoever has the most points after that wins. That is a very quick overview, but it's a pretty accurate representation of how the game plays. It plays a lot like Machikuro, it plays a lot like Valeria Card Kingdoms, and games of that sort where it's engine building off of dice rolling and resource management and that kind of thing. This game is really... Here's the thing. I thought, well, do I really need this game in my collection because... I love Valeria Card Kingdoms. It's one of my favorite games of the last couple years. My boys love it. We have a great time. Fun theme, fun mechanics. It just, it clicks. I love engine building games. I was like, do I really need this game? And I really think I do because there are so many other interesting little decisions. The experience of this game is vastly different than Valeria Card Kingdoms or any other engine building game like this that I've ever looked at, played, heard of, talked about. Uh, the experience is just way different and and not in a bad way. It's a lot of fun. So um, I think this one is definitely worth checking out. It comes out in a few weeks from AEG. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I can't wait to play it again and maybe with just some, you know, more gamer types and not in a family situation. So the strategies, I can kind of see them develop a little differently and maybe it becomes a little more tense. Um, but really enjoyed it. I think it's a great family game. Um, my boys picked up on it super fast and it was a lot of fun. I'd say it's probably more streamlined and a much quicker setup than, uh, say, Valeria Card Kingdom, but it's 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 fun. I like it. My first impression is that I, it's going to stay in my collection, and it's a good one. So there it is. That's Space Base from AEG. I'm Jeremiah Isley. We'll be back with more here on Board Games FM. more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. The boss decks are like the character packs, except that they're meant to be, you know, for these big boss fights. Like three characters might go up against the dragon and try to take it down, or up against the lich king. And these um, boss decks will essentially again have their own starting deck, um, their own hand size, their own starting health, which will be probably very big. And uh, players will have to work together to take them down. And this will often involve um, destroying the soul jars of the Lich King, which are giving it special powers, or stealing the treasure hoard from the dragon, which are giving it special powers. Um, it's all very compelling. And when you play them against each other, because you can play dragon, versus Lich King, they're supposed to count as three um, normal players. And so it's a very heavy-powered uh, fight, and it's tremendous fun. I recommend you take a look. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. 
Thanks for listening. And go put a game on the table.